Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought... In that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. From Cavalry Audio, the studio that brought you The Devil Within and The Shadow Girls, comes a new true crime podcast, The Pink Moon Murders. The local sheriff believes there may be more than one killer. They were afraid to face it out in that area. A family was targeted, most of them targeted while they were sleeping. The Pink Moon Murders is available on February 22nd, and you can follow The Pink Moon Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What grows in the forest? Our imagination and our family bonds. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Give us your attention. We need everything you got fast. Waiting on reparations. We be the illest podcast. Tune in every Thursday. Politics and wordplay. We fight for the people because they got us in the worst way. From the hill to Brazil, Bombay to Kanye. From the left enclave to what the neocons say. Every Thursday, cop the heady conversation. And, and break us off with some bread because we waiting, waiting on, on reparations. reparations. Listen to Waiting on Reparations on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Craig Robinson, and I play Daryl Philbin on The Office. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to a brand new episode of The Office Deep Dive, this time with the hardest working man in showbiz. Nope, not our guest, me, your host, Brian Baumgartner. <laughs> Just kidding. You'll get that. After you listen to the episode, uh, today, 
as you just heard, I'm bringing on possibly the most ambitious and certainly the most competent employee at Dunder Mifflin. That's right. The voice of reason in all of the insanity, the incredible Craig Robinson. Like so many of the characters on The Office, a lot of the inspiration, as you'll hear for Daryl Philbin, came from Craig's real personality. He is an incredible musician and a hilarious comedian. Greg Daniels actually discovered him by seeing him perform perhaps one of the greatest comedy songs of all time. Somebody's f***ing my lady. Now, despite the name and despite the fact that Craig admits to singing his way into booty calls, he insists that his act is a great place to take a date. And I agree. I highly recommend it. Craig is amazing. In addition to his work on The Office, he's gone on to work on many other amazing projects from Brooklyn Nine-Nine to Hot Tub Time Machine to Cleveland Show and American Dad. I, I know you've all been waiting to hear from him, and I am so excited that today is finally the day, even though he didn't teach me any super cool new phrases like Dink and Flicka. But uh, before we dive in, just wanted to give you a quick reminder that the world's best book, if I do say so myself, or holiday present or late night reading is already available right now for pre-order on Amazon. It is called Welcome to Dunder Mifflin, The Ultimate Oral History of the Office. So go check that out and get ready to be overtaken with your love for the show. But for now, the time has come to welcome our very own warehouse foreman and my good friend, Craig Robinson. Bubble and squeak. I love it. Bubble and squeak, I know. Bubble and squeak, I cook it every morning. Left over from the night before. What's up? How you doing? Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm all right. So, I mean, I'm good. Yeah. It's been so long since I saw you. <laughs> How long? I mean, a couple of years. It's been a few. What's new in your life? I mean, I'm doing this right now. Yeah, I'm yeah. on the road a lot. You? Oh yeah, I do comedy. You know. Yeah. Is this thing on? Yeah, it's probably on. We start already? Well, not really. Tell the truth, man. I mean, it's it's recording, but I'm just interested in saying what's up. Okay. Um, check, 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 check. Are you checking your sound? Yeah. Are you a sound expert? Well, you're a musician, well, so like yeah. To, I mean, I don't know if it's going louder or softer. <laughs> there it is. Did I ever tell you the story? This is before. I I think I we had done the pilot only. And I hadn't been in LA very long. Did I ever tell you going the M bar story? For real. I went to the M bar and they used to do like an open mic night. Okay. And somebody was like, oh, go to the M bar. I think I knew someone who was like a server there. And I remember it was David Cross was there and Sarah Silverman, some other people and you, you were so far and away. The funniest thing I saw that night. Well, you had a guy with me and you. Jerry. 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 Yeah, I think me and Jerry did it. Bro. Yeah, yeah. But you're, how many shows you do a year? I mean, how many cities? 
or shows. Shows are like, you know, five, sometimes seven a weekend. So I probably do 30, 30 plus weeks a year. Jesus. Or if I'm not filming something. So you're the hardest working man in show business. No, not by a long shot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. So rewind back like 2003, four. What were you doing before the office came on? Uh, stand up, doing much stand up, and uh, you know, I had some parts here and there. Um, did a show called Lucky, yep, I was on FX, and then uh, great show, uh, thank you, Connie. Yeah, that was uh, that was lightning in a bottle right there, man. Uh, and then, yeah, it was what 2001 we started, four 2004, yeah, okay, so yeah, so Lucky, and then. About to stand up. I'm not sure. Did you do Second City? Yeah, in Chicago. Yeah, I did the training center. I didn't do the. Uh, okay. I just did. Went through all the classes and then okay. moved to LA. Okay. Um, you incorporate music a lot into your stand up. Mm-hmm. Do you think that Daryl, being a musician on the show, did that come from you? Do you think the writers wrote that? Absolutely. Yeah. They. 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 Uh. We were like a uh, a towel being wrung up. They got whatever. <laughs> Whatever they knew we could do, they got it out of us. Right. Absolutely, yeah. You started pretty early. I mean, I remember the Christmas episode, you and I, I think we were DJing in the corner, and then gradually you started. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember oh, that. Jesus. We, we had like, a, what do you call those little balls that with the lights and- uh, Disco ball. Disco ball, obviously. I mean, for people who don't know, music comes very easy to you. Yes. I have seen people hum you tunes and you start playing. Well, I mean, trained ear. Is it trained or is it natural? I mean, both. You had to sit down and like, like there was a time I was sitting like play a song and let's break down note for note each chord, rewind it, play again, rewind it, play it again until I got each chord and then go through the whole song. And then once you do that, you know, sometimes you, you can start, you know, see patterns and you know, see what's going on in the song. So that's how you learned? hmm Do you read music? Yeah. But how you taught Not you- like I can hear music. I could, it'd take me a while to read some music, but uh, I can hear pretty good. You hear better than anyone I've ever seen. Okay. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm trying no, so. I know. I don't know who you've seen. Well, right. But, but you trained yourself to do that. I think people think about it as being sort of a natural gift, but no, you it, it's definitely a gift, but it's it's you know, it's a gift you have to work for. It's like you you got to ha- know you have the talent to do it and then just develop that. Right. I remember later on they kept pairing me with you and Ed Helms in musical situations. What was our, our group? The Zits. The Zit Kevin and the Zits. Kevin and the Zits. There was Kevin and the Zits. And I remember we would, you know, we never had time to read the episodes before we did them. Right. And we would read the episodes and they would be like song, song, <laughs> song. And I don't know if you knew this, I would go to them and I would be like, okay, when is rehearsals? When is rehearsals? And then I would come to you and I'd be like, all right, you guys, can we? And you'd be like, yeah, yeah, no, we're good. We're good. And Ed be the same way. Like, Ed's like, no, no, that's fine. No, I got it. And I was like, no, 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 guys, I don't have it. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Um. 
there's a quote that has been attributed to you, which that you basically started doing music because it's there were so many funny people in Chicago that you wanted to do something that was different in a way. Is that true? Not exactly. Okay. Um, I just you know I, I it's my thing, and I had the song that I did in college that transferred over to the stage. I would like play, you know, piano. I said, I'm singing to a girl on the phone, you know, singing it nice and like talking to her, singing to her a little bit, you know, it's romantic. And I hit up with it. Can I have some booty? Right. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, now I'm listening to see if she's laughing or what she, so if she's laughing, I'm like, okay, we good. But uh, <laughs> so then I did that like a, I don't know, some open mic kind of thing, but it wasn't an open mic. It was like, you know, actors in a room on a Friday night, like, right. you know, and then you just did what you do. So then once I started doing comedy, I went up and did this show and uh, it, it didn't go too well. It was this thing called... From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a, a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful beauty. Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. It's in Chicago, and, and you get eight minutes to perform. The first three minutes, nobody gets to mess with you. From the third minute on, if people wanted to heckle you, there are three people in the audience who have rubber chickens. If you got all three rubber chickens, you had to get off stage. Okay. And then uh, <laughs> the other three people have scorecards. So I got two rubber chickens the first night. And uh, before I got to there, I was like, I'm not getting a third chicken. I said, good night. <laughs> then the next week, I came back with my keyboard, and that was all she wrote. You did the song that ends with your buddy getting the phone. Um, Somebody's fucking my lady. Somebody's fucking my lady, yeah. yeah. 
some bodies. Fucking bad lady. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what you saw at M Bar. Sure. That's what I saw at M Bar. Yeah. Was one of the funniest that's, things. That's I've ever what seen. got me. Like that got me in front of Appetile. That got me in front of Greg Daniels. Really? Yeah. When I did my audition for the office, Greg Daniels was like, doesn't get any funnier than that. I was like, okay, now audition. Like, oh, what? Like, it <laughs> seems like a big vote of confidence, right? Right. I'm thinking, like, oh, man, well, what do I do now? <laughs> It's a hard time for hiring, so you need a hiring partner built for hard times. That's Indeed. If you're hiring, you need Indeed, because Indeed is the hiring partner where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. And Indeed is the only job site where you're guaranteed to find quality applications that meet your must-have requirements or else you don't pay. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites hoping to find candidates with the right skills, you need one hiring partner that can help you do it all. Indeed partners with you on every step of the hiring process. Find great talent through time-saving tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. With Instant Match, as soon as you sponsor a post, you get a short list of quality candidates with resumes on Indeed that match your job description, and you can invite them to apply right away. Plus, you only pay for quality applications that meet your must-have requirements. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash Office Deep Dive. Offer valid through March 31st. Go to Indeed.com slash Office Deep Dive to claim your $75 credit before March 31st. Indeed.com slash Office Deep Dive. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From Cavalry Audio, the studio that brought you The Devil Within and The Shadow Girls, comes a new true crime podcast, The Pink Moon Murders. The local sheriff believes there may be more than one killer. It's been four days since those bodies were found, and there's no arrest as of this morning. They were afraid, especially out in that area. What if they come back or whatever? It scared me to death. Like, it scared me. It, I was very, very intimidated to live here. Crazy to think you go to sleep one night, maybe snuggling with your loved one, and never wake up. Or maybe you wake up in a struggle for your life, which you lose. Join host David Ratterman as he explores one fateful night when evil descended upon small-town Ohio. Killed eight members of an Ohio family in a pre-planned execution. A family was targeted, most of them targeted while they were sleeping. The Pink Moon Murders is available on February 22nd, and you can follow The Pink Moon Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The art world, it is essentially a money laundering business. The best fakes are still hanging on people's walls, you know, they don't even know or suspect that they're fakes. I'm Alec Baldwin, and this is a podcast about deception, greed, and forgery in the art world. You knew the painting was fake. Um. Listen to Art Fraud on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
you do Lucky, and then you're doing stand-up. And then how did you did you know about The Office before you came on? I, I saw the British pilot on an airplane. Okay. And I was dying, right? And I was like, damn, I wish I could find that, you know? And one day I was like driving past 7-Eleven and I saw the picture of David Brent. I was, that's that's the dude from that show, yeah, you know. Right. And then I ended up getting the uh, you know audition. No, I didn't know much about it except for that pilot, right? I saw. And when you got the audition, was did you think it was just for one episode, or were they saying like you may come around had, a bit? No, it was just. I mean, it was it was a first season, right? So you didn't even know, you know, yeah, was gonna what, go. was going, what was going on. So I just came in and did the. Uh, did the audition and they called me later after y'all get well underway. I was established in episode four. Yeah. And did you know Allison Jones before that? Uh, I don't know if I worked with Allison or not before that. No, you know what? Let me see. I think I had gotten 40 year old. No, I'm sorry. Knocked up. How did I do that? Everybody does that to me. 40 year old virgin. I'd be like, no, it's knocked up. It's knocked <laughs> up. And I just messed it up. I, I got I auditioned for Forty Year Old Virgin, but uh, I didn't get that. But I I did get knocked up, so I'm not sure exactly when. The Which times. one happened? Yeah, right, right, what right. Happened first. But did you know that it was had the possibility to to recur at that point, or zero idea? I was okay. just doing a job, man. Right. What was different for you, or was there anything different for you in terms of the way that the show was shot? Yeah, oh, that was that was way different. Like uh, everything else was like a movie was you know the two cameras doing the thing, but nobody was swinging cameras around. Right. I feel like Daryl, you know, even from the beginning, had kind of a gym thing with the camera. Like it felt like you were on the same page. Like you would do the looks to the camera. Like did you just see that idiot? I don't get a lot of camera looks till later, but. People do say, yeah, he, he, see me as a voice of reason in, uh, in all the insanity. Yeah. Ben Silverman says that you were the smartest person who worked at Dunder Mifflin. Well, no, not you, but Daryl. Right, 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 right. <laughs> I, I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> Daryl was just trying to, you know, be honest, make an honest buck, and right. couldn't believe a lot of things that was going around him. And, you know, he knew he had to keep the peace and knew he had to uh, keep his job. Yeah. So uh, I, I don't I don't think he ever thought, I'm smarter than these cats. He just was, you know, just like, would you believe these cats? You know? But it felt like, you know, they showed a lot that the warehouse maybe was run more efficiently than the regular office. Like you were, well, you were good at right, your job. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Daryl's relationship with Michael in the show, it was a very, like, he kept coming to you for advice, particularly on black culture. It was a very, very funny dynamic. What was your experience working with Steve? Uh, he's the greatest. The way he could turn that comedy button off and on like a faucet was um, just genius to me. Whenever I had a scene with him, oh man, that was like titillation. It was like, holy, you know, very exciting. And I, I learned from him, stole from him, all of that. Yeah. It's funny that you said, you said that because I thought you were going to say something else, which I think is also true, is 
part of his genius is how he turns so quick, even within a scene. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he, he is, he is fighting down one path and something may happen and he just turns it like that. And, and he's like, you know, ultimate scene partner too. He listens and reacts to, you know, what's going on. Like we had a scene that I didn't even really notice until it aired. It was a negotiation. Okay. That might be my favorite episode just because the work I did with Steve and being able to play with him like that. It was a scene where he's like, I'm not going to speak first. Like, right. decline to speak first. So we did a couple takes and it was fine. Da, da, da. And then he did this next take and he'd start making these faces. And if you look closely, you can see me start to crack a smile on that. But um, <laughs> it was just like, without even speaking, he, he could, you know, pull this out of you. The laughter is like, oh, he's about to get me. But also in that episode, when I was saying uh, the way he listens and, you know, like the perfect improvisation partner, you listen and then you take it to the next level. So we were talking about, you know, getting a raise from Jan. I said, make it happen, Captain. And he said, I will. Sergeant. <laughs> I was like, God damn. Amazing. Uh, do you think that your relationship with him evolved throughout the show? Yeah, but I think everybody's, everybody evolved in, in that show. Everybody went through character development. Um, you know, that's one of the things that makes it what it is. You know, people got to know these people. Right. But yeah, I think every every situation evolved to something. I mean, you started out and your episodes were mainly about like the office versus the warehouse, whether directly in basketball. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. 
criminal trials for one of those candidates, young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Or like a weird class thing where you have like the white collar and the blue collar. Talk to me about the transition for you character-wise or as an actor of you finally coming up and being a regular part of like the bullpen? Character-wise, um, it felt like like it did in real life. Like, oh man, they're they making you a, a regular. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it was definitely a, a move on up for, for Craig and for Daryl. Right. You know, and it was like more responsibility and Rain used to say I had the sweetest schedule in Hollywood, because I would come in for like an episode here, and then four weeks later, I come in and do the Christmas episode. Right, but uh, <laughs> yeah, character-wise, it, it was it was like yeah, a step up, and oh, okay, they're starting to see, you know, starting to feel me. And for Craig, myself, it was like, hey, this is this is awesome, like because I didn't understand, like I thought we were year to year, like every other show, you know, right. you don't know, you don't know. But it was something about the office, like like I remember one one year they were like Mindy was like, yeah, we're gonna be dating, and then it didn't happen for a year, and I kind of forgot about it. In the next year, we were dating. I was like, oh, that's that's interesting. Like, like, like how, yeah, how'd y'all know we we're gonna be picked up? You know, <laughs> right? I guess you don't know, but you do. Uh, that kind of thing. I, I, I wasn't, you know, none of those conversations. Right. So one of the people that I've talked to is this. A TV critic, and she talked about The Office. One of the things that was notable about it was that it was she defined it as casually diverse. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like The Office, in terms of race or your experience, do you feel like it it did something right or wrong in terms of that? It presented us as people, and that's all right with me. I don't know that it's right or wrong. I think casually diverse is a great way to put it. But it just, you know, we were regular. We, we looked like a real office. We weren't like, you know, models walking around <laughs> right. with so proper dialogue. This was like, just, okay, these are people. With, some of them probably have some mentally ill problems that they need to take care of. <laughs> right, but right. they're unleashed on society. Right. And it's fine. Do you think the show did anything in terms of a positive message in terms of diversity or race? I mean, you were nominated for three NAACP awards. Correct. Uh, lost all three of those. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Cannon, Ice Cube, and somebody else. But, um, I mean, people from all walks of life love The Office. So I I, I wish I could speak to that specifically. Some, you know, I... Somebody be like, you know what? I had a problem with black people, but since that show, you know, I I don't know. Right. I just don't know that answer. You know what's funny? This is kind of a side note. Someone pointed this out that in Christmas Party that we were talking about before season two, Michael tells Daryl that he can't wear a Santa hat. (laughs) And eight years later, Megyn Kelly, there was a controversy that was started by- Santa Claus's white kids. Yeah. Like he was, before anyone ever knew who Megyn Kelly was, he was making 
a joke out of what she would say in the future. Right. Calling America out. Yeah. Um, do you do that in your comedy? Race? Yeah. Stuff? Uh, or just about America? No, not really. No. I have a, I have a date act. My act is mostly for like. Lovers? It's, it's a great date night. I mean, it's for everybody, but it's, it's uh, couples get, I don't know, a boost out of it. A boot, like a sexual boost? Something. You give a sexual boost? Something to your definitely audience? happens, yeah. I'm definitely about the, you know, the relationship vibe. Interesting. I wonder what my vibe is. I don't think it's that. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Hi. Oh my God, I want to come through the screen and hug you. Hey everybody, Jessica Zor here, also known as Vanessa Abrams on Gossip Girl. I am so excited to share my new podcast with you guys. It's called XOXO, and it's a walk down memory lane all about Gossip Girl. I'll chat with some of the cast, crew, fans of the show, and I'm just so pumped for you guys to go on this journey with me. Hi, I'm Ed Westwick. I played Chuck Bass. I just can't believe that I did that with my life. Jay, we had like the most amazing time. Listen to XOXO on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. On the latest season of The Next Question with Katie Couric podcast, Katie dives into, well, Katie. Hear exclusive podcast-only conversations between Katie and the people who made her memoir going there possible. We spent a lot of time together uh, around a dining room table here and in the city and... You know, it it was a very intense experience. All episodes of Next Question with Katie Couric are available now. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're live here outside the Perez family home just waiting for the... And there they go. Almost on time this morning. Mom is coming out the front door strong with a double-arm kid carry. Looks like dad has the bags. Daughter is bringing up the rear. But the diaper bag wasn't closed. Diapers and toys are everywhere. Ooh, but mom has just nailed the perfect car seat buckle for the toddler. And now the eldest daughter, who looks to be about nine or ten, has secured herself in the booster seat. Dad zips the bag closed, and they're off. Ah, but looks like mom doesn't realize her coffee cup is still on the roof of the car. And there it goes. Oh, that's a shame. That mug was a fam favorite. Don't sweat the small stuff. Just nail the big stuff. Like making sure your kids are buckled correctly in the right seat for their age and size. Learn more at NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Daryl eventually interviews to be the new manager. Did you want that job? No. Why? I just didn't. <laughs> they were talking about me being in. I was, and one time I went up to Paul. I was like, hey man, uh, just, uh, you know, just put that in your pocket. I gave him a dollar. Like, when you're thinking about the new manager. But I was, no, I, I did not want to be manager. I thought that was interesting that my name got brought up and it was yeah. cool. And, and, you know, I thought about it, what that would be like and all of that. But no. It seemed like I look like a lot of work. 
<laughs> Way different than Rain talking about your schedule coming in one episode Way and being gone for four. Yeah. 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 But the, the path to that, oh, was amazing. Uh my girl, Kathy Bates and Will Farrell. Will James. James Spader. Jeez Louise. It's, I look back at some of those episodes, I'm like, that's right. That actually happened. Yeah. Spader was incredible, man. God yeah. Damn. Yeah. How was it like working with, you know, once Steve left, working with those guys? I mean, these are legends coming in and you just like hanging out, you know, going by that trailer. Oh, what's up? How you doing? Catherine Tate. Catherine Tate. Who I, I don't know anything about until I met her then. That's, that's my homie still to this day. She's the best. Spader, how was working with Spader different than Steve? Well, I mean, you know, Spader, he's, uh, well, how do you describe the guy? He's his own world. He's his own, I don't know. He, he was cool. He was real cool. He was, you know, chatty, you know, you know say what's up and smooth with it. But, uh, you know, he, he's got that weird, creepy funny. And Steve was just like a faucet of just whatever you needed. And then Spader, they they wrote to him beautifully. Yeah, he, it was just interesting how they just approached it in a totally opposite way. Yeah. From like really wanting a crafted acting performance to way more sort of improv, facile. Exactly. Yeah. You were talking before about the leading up to Daryl becoming the manager and getting to work with all of those people. I mean, that was that was a huge storyline for you. I mean, and then eventually you going off and working with Jim. Do you think today Daryl would still be working with Jim at the athlete? Athlete. Oh yeah, oh yeah. They beat all the you know dope games and killing it. Heck yeah. But I mean, I'm sure he, he would have found another way to rise by this point, but uh, maybe it was in all, his own company. Who knows? Daryl's ambitious. Yeah. Ben, uh, again, going back to Ben's talking about Daryl being the smartest person in the office, but he was overlooked a lot. Sort of like, you know, like Kevin was overlooked um, in the basketball episode. Like, right, right, Mike right. was like, oh, yeah, of course, that guy can't play. And then, you know, you swish, swish, you know, swish, swish. Exactly. Daryl. I don't know. You really are an athlete. Huh? I'm a really, I am. I remember we had a, a softball team. Oh, that's you right. You killed, bro. You killed. Oh, I forgot about oh, that. You yes. was a beast. That's Home right. Runs and stuff. We were like, dang, okay. Yeah. Just, okay, B. Just don't make me run that fast. That's all. Just hit it far enough. So that was the thing. <laughs> hit it far enough so I don't have to run so fast. Yeah, but Dar- but it, it felt like Daryl kept being overlooked, at least by Michael. I mean, he was in the warehouse, putting the, you know, trying to be looked at. I guess. What was your negotiation? Was that your favorite episode? Probably, yeah. Just the sheer amount of work Mike and I did. And they said people say I don't only only want to call him Mike. That's right. I didn't even realize that. Yeah, you were the only one who called him Mike. Um, oh, what was it? What was it like for you working with Krasinski? How was he different than Steve? I mean, he's a pain in the ass, but other than that, <laughs> what's all that? Uh, John always struck me. I mean, he just 
knew, like he felt like he was, you know, just just brilliant dude, you know. Uh I love his directing. And um he's funny, you know, when he wanted to be, but he was the the more the leading man kind of dude. Yeah. But uh no, he was always cool, man. He was yeah. great. In the finale, um, do you remember what happens in the finale? No. We all go back to Scranton like a year later. We do that Q&A panel on the show. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and Ellie and her parents Ellie, are there. Ellie, oh, my God, I'm thinking about that. Yeah. Joan Cusack. Was it sad? Sad to watch. I, I don't know. Uh, uh, in that moment with Ellie, because I don't know what was going on. Right. Yeah, that was pretty, you know, heart-wrenching. Well, and Creed singing the song, All the Faces. He sings yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, Jenna yeah. takes the painting off the wall and goes outside. Oh, yeah, I do remember that. Oh, wait. Jen Salata talked about that Greg used to talk about the show was like a giant parking lot that goes on forever. Like as far as you can see, there's just asphalt everywhere. And then just line, parking space, parking space, handicap space. And it just goes on and on. He said, but then when you start to look closer, you see the little cracks in the parking lot. And every once in a while, there's just a little teeny flower that comes up out of the ground. And that examining that beauty in a wasteland was what the show was trying to do. I think that's why it relates to people. One of the many reasons, of course. Have you ever seen Greg go into his own? Like what? So we were doing this show. This uh, wasn't office. It was uh, Mr. Robinson. Mr. Robinson, yeah. And so we had the pitch, like the big pitch was like later on in the day. And uh, and, and Caskey was there. Tracy, shout out Tracy. And, and she had to move. She was like, Greg, we got to go. And Greg went into this feverish, fierce, like you saw his brain work. He started writing and, and banging his thing, and it, it was it was like watching Michelangelo paint or something. It, it was it was like oh, this is happening right now in front of me. Dude is incredible. Salute, Greg Daniels. Yeah, when when he was doing going into his writing mode, and Kasky was trying to say, Greg, we got. He almost like Argh! you know, <laughs> like he was typing. Argh! It was it was it was amazing, bro. How he was just he like he had an idea he, and he had it, to get it dude, done. I swear, uh, it was like watching Harry Potter or something. It, it was it was magic. It was like a whirlwind around him, and and he almost barked at her <laughs> when she tried to get him to go. <laughs> yeah, see the smartest comedy person you know. Yes, I'm gonna have to say absolutely. I do love working with Greg. I mean. He, couldn't be a nicer guy, you know, and then smartest dude in every room. Yeah. What are you, what are you most thankful for, for the office? Um, you know, when you meet people, it's, it's this, uh, genuine, like, like it feels like you, you have friends everywhere and that's, uh, that's a big part of my life. Cause you know these friends come out, they support my shows and what have you. And it's a lot of uh, like the the deeper goals. You know, people have these stories of 
you know, my, my, my mother had cancer and, you know, we, we watched The Office and, you know, we got through this and it'll be these incredible, heart-wrenching stories about how our family. We don't talk, but we bond over The Office, you know. I think you were asking me, you was like, why, why the hell is this show still relevant? And I think that's that's a big part of it. People really connect through the show with family members or whoever. Right. Why do you think it resonates? I mean, here was my impression anyway, that people were like, oh, The Office. Yeah, people can relate because 60 million people work in offices around the country. So, of course, now, like, it's young people who are young really people. into it. Soldiers, for sure, man. Um, yeah, and then young people, like, starting it, and people are like, yeah, I'm on my ninth, ninth time around watching it, or we watched it, you know, three times or four times. You know, it's a phenomenon. I don't know how to put my finger on it. I think that awkwardness, you know, it's got everything. It's got humor, awkward. It's got heart. Uh, you, you fall in love with people. and You know, it's a beautiful show yeah all right guys do we need anything else from mr robinson here nope i think that's it Brad. good thanks buddy you're welcome sir dude it's been so crazy i've seen everyone uh john jenna rain i'm sure Steve. this is the most boring interview no easy about i know I, no. i'm suck at these things but it's good <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the man himself, Craig Robinson. Craig, it's so good to see you. And I think we can all agree that you're anything but boring. Thank you for taking the time to stop by. Uh, and thank you, my favorite listeners, for tuning in. You're in luck because today we've got a double whammy of a release. So make sure you go check out round two of my conversation with director Ken Quapas right now. I will see you over there. The Office Deep Dive is hosted and executive produced by me, Brian Baumgartner, alongside our executive producer, Lang Lee. Our senior producer is Tessa Kramer. Our producers for this episode are Liz Hayes and Diego Tapia. My main man in the booth is Alec Moore. Our theme song, Bubble and Squeak, performed by my great friend, Creed Bratton. And the episode was mixed by Seth Olansky. Big Brother, North Korea's Forgotten Prince is a new true crime podcast that dives deep into the life and mysterious assassination of the man once destined to be North Korea's next dictator. Join me, Eden Lee, as we investigate a twisting tale of espionage, palace gossip, and political backstabbing, and dive into the motives and suspects behind the most bizarre assassination plot of the 21st century. 
Listen to Big Brother on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Coming February 23rd. Hello, this is Christina Hutchinson. And Corinne Fisher. We're thrilled to announce that our show, Guys We F*** the Anti-Slut-Shaming Podcast, is returning to wide release. That's right. Every Friday, we talk to one of our favorite comedians or an expert in the field of sexuality, love, and relationships. To hear what all the f- are about subscribe now and listen to the luminary original podcast guys we f- starting january 21st on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts roses are red she shot him six times and violets are blue it's almost like her dream man came into her life are you looking for love i'd do anything for you and a little murder, too. She would kill her own daughters to get away with it. He has a weapon. Drop the gun. In honor of Valentine's Day, listen to Crazy in Love the entire month of February on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What can I say? Love made me crazy. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought... In that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.